uh, speaking to Douglas uh, Wanzora, who is part of, uh, well, a starring member, I suppose, of uh, a documentary movie, which has been out for about a year now called Democrats, which tracks the creation of a new constitution in Zimbabwe. And uh, just speaking to you before we started this recording, you said uh, watching the movie again is like reliving nightmares. Why? Um, because uh, this uh, uh, story about the Zimbabwean constitution making was uh, a very uh, difficult uh, story. Um, it was punctuated by violence, violence directed against the people of Zimbabwe uh, by uh, members of the Secret Service. Uh, some of the violence was directed at me as a person uh, by members of the Secret Service as well. Um, I had to attend a funeral uh, of one of the uh, boys who were murdered for speaking out their minds in Central Harare. So when watching those uh, episodes again, uh, it's like reliving a nightmare. Let's take a step back. I mean, 2008, those dreadful, uh, you know, scenes we had and then the power sharing. And uh, there was a certain amount, I suppose, of hope that, you know, there was talk of let's have a new constitution and uh, let's put it together. And you, you ended up getting involved in that. I mean, how did that all come about? Well, uh, as you know, the MDC won the elections in 2008 on the 29th of March. We actually won the presidential election. But the results were delayed uh, for more than three weeks, uh, ostensibly to allow the electoral authorities to timber with the numbers. Uh, and they then declared that Mugabe had lost but not lost with the sufficient number uh, to enable us to take the presidency. Uh, what followed was uh, a, a, an election runoff that was punctuated by massive st- state-sponsored violence. 300, over 300 members of the MDC were murdered in cold blood. Um, but uh, after that uh, runoff, it, uh, uh, we did not eventually enter into the election because we withdrew because of the violence uh, directed against our leadership and our supporters. Uh, but the SADC leaders then intervened and we had a power-sharing agreement. The MDC agreed on the power-sharing uh, agreement on condition. Uh, that there would be a new constitution, a new people-driven democratic constitution. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, I mean, I, I was looking at the, there's the picture in the movie which shows that big happy shot of, uh, uh, you know, the, the head of the MDC, Morgan Changarai, and the Robert Mugabe, um, and the smiling faces in that shot. And uh, little did you know, I suppose, how difficult that process of putting the constitution together was uh, you know to to meet up with paul mangwana who was on the side of uh, zanu pf to to get to work with this person i mean how difficult was it for, coming from such a hateful uh, confrontation uh, across what should have been a peaceful democratic divide Oh, well, uh, it, it was very, very difficult indeed um, in, to imagine being able to work with the ZANU-PF uh, after what, had gone, what we had gone through during the election runoff of 2008. Uh, I, had, I had at some time escaped to Botswana. Uh, my family uh, home had been raided. Um, but uh, we drew inspiration from South Africa, actually, after we were appointed uh, as uh, the co-chairs of the, of the, of the constitution-making uh, 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 committee. We flew to South Africa uh, to meet two outstanding gentlemen, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa and Ralph Mayer. These are gentlemen who had been in, uh, involved in the constitution-making process in South Africa. One 
was uh, representing uh, the apartheid uh, uh, regime uh, and the other one was uh, representing the ANC how people with that bitter past could work together and come up with a constitution that turned out to be one of the best in the world was a source of great inspiration to us. Uh, and it was a challenge uh, to me and Paul Mangwana that we should uh, emulate the South Africans and come up with a constitution that the world um, would uh, admire. Uh, so we came up with the constitution. I, I, are you guys uh, friends now, close friends? Yes, uh, we were never enemies. Um, we represented different uh, political parties. We have uh, different political philosophies. We, we even had different approaches in the constitution-making process itself. But we were never enemies. I understood his position. He understood mine. Um, and But as time went on, we were united by circumstance. He was under siege from Zanupia, from President Mugabe in particular. I was under siege from Zanupia and from President Mugabe. Uh, and uh, we we were punished for our role in the constitution making by uh, the regime. Paul Mangwana lost the primary elections uh, as a member of parliament. I also lost my seat as a member of parliament uh, in circumstances that we think were basically punishment for our efforts. The, the movie called Democrats, which was made by Camilla Nielsen, um, is available for everyone to watch. Uh, you're obviously in South Africa because uh, you've been attending a couple of uh, the sort of official screenings of uh, those in South Africa. That whole sort of – when did you become aware that you know somebody was going to make a film about this process? I mean, obviously the, there was a fair amount of attention on the two of you at the time and the process which was taking place. But when did you, you sort of think, well, you know, there's a story being told here? Well, f first, uh, the, we, we asked the Zimbabwean uh, film producers to record because we knew that this was a historic event. Uh, but they, they could not, uh, uh, they could not do that. Uh, some of them who were from ZANU PF demanded as high f a figure as one million US dollars. Um, until we were then approached by a gentleman called Peter Tusen, uh, who is a Danish national, who told us that upfront films, uh, uh, of which uh, Camilla, uh, uh, Nielsen works for, uh, were interested in recording the, uh, the documentary. Uh, we, we had absolutely no objection to that uh, and we facilitated that uh, they be accredited by the Ministry of Information we were surprised that they got that that accreditation um, and once they started uh, uh, filming uh, at first we we were conscious of the cameras mm. but as time went on we completely forgot that we were under camera because this filming took place for over four years or for about four years um, so but they were uh, people of great skill. Uh, Camilla is uh, a person of uh, un uh, unbelievable tenacity. Uh, she is very, very brave. She is very, very persistent. Uh, the photographer, uh, Henrik, uh, he has done some work in Afghanistan. So sure. danger to him was not anything new. Talking about that danger, because, I mean, uh, it should have been just a nice, easy, good consultative process, go around the country, speak to the people about what they want. But it wasn't, was it? Because uh, the whole time, and you've alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, your lives in some cases were in danger. In terms of meeting the people uh, of Zimbabwe as well, how much of a true reflection of what 
ordinary Zimbabweans think did you manage to bring into that? Because I understand there was a lot of interference uh, from, you know, party political structures. And uh, I want to call them, I suppose, uh, the sort of blind supporters. Well, first, uh, the it was clear that the ZANU-PF was not interested in a new constitution and, in fact, sought to recreate the the, the previous constitution. Uh, so they went about telling people what to say. Um, they would uh, send members of the Secret Service, the Army, the police uh, to go and uh, intimidate the communities that we are going to approach. So we would got, get to a meeting of 2,000 people with only five people allowed to speak. Uh, but we, we sooner or later developed uh, ways of getting around that. We allowed people to write their little notes down, um, and that became a, a source of uh, great information. Um, so we, we managed to get that. Uh, in some instances, we persisted that the meetings should be redone where there was evidence of interference. The meetings were redone in Harare, for example, and you see this in the movie. Uh, the, the, meeting, the meetings were redone, and when the meetings were redone, our people became more and more assertive. But as, as the process proceeded, the people gained more and more confidence, and there was what I could call positive arrogance uh, in some instance on, on the part of the people, uh, and that was quite remarkable. But a lot of work uh, was uh, then left in the, at the negotiating uh, table, and we knew uh, as MDC that we were going to go to the negotiating table, and uh, we were going to push uh, as many things as possible. Um, so it is a true reflection of what the people of Zimbabwe wanted, but the film is a true reflection of, of what, what the people of Zimbabwe went through. So in, t- in terms of how you look back at that new constitution, I mean, uh, again, you know, the, the, the ability or the, having the opportunity to put a constitution together um, again in the modern world is really quite exciting because the world has uh, changed so much. So in terms of uh, that document which has been uh, produced, I mean, how do you feel about it? Well, I, I, feel, I feel that uh, the constitution of Zimbabwe is a very, very progressive document. Uh, for example, it is one of the most comprehensive Bill of Rights on the African continent. The fact that the government is not following it is another issue. Uh, It does provide strong institutions supporting democracy, independent institutions. Uh, We do have term limits, uh, which was a new phenomenon. Um, We have uh, in the constitution the army, the the central intelligence and the police are not allowed to interfere in the political life of Zimbabwe. But in practice they do it. But on Mm. paper they are not allowed. So if you look at the document in isolation, it is a good document. But the lesson we learn is that a new constitution does not automatically bring a new constitutional order. Well, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, speaking to Douglas uh, Monzora, who was the MDZ uh, politician and uh, legal brain uh, who helped to put together the new constitution, which I believe uh, came into effect in 2013. You've spoken about the difficulties we have. Here we are in 2016. It's uh, three years later. Where does Zimbabwe stand? I mean, people have access to this constitution, which you say is the most progressive. Uh, Presumably with the constitutional court, if people have problems where they think their constitutional rights are being stamped on, they have access to that. You know, what's going to be the next breakthrough in uh, providing 
all Zimbabweans true access to that, to the, the constitutional rights? What this government has done is to try to circumvent the constitution. Um, although the rights on, are on paper, for example, we have the right to demonstrate and present petition. But whenever the people of Zimbabwe have tried to demonstrate uh, against the poverty, against corruption, they have been bashed by the police. So we have rights on paper that are not uh, being implemented. We also provided for devolution and uh, uh, provincial governments were elected in 2013. Up to now, those governments have not been sworn in because ZANU-PF did not agree with that idea. Uh, the constitutional court is there, but it has developed rules which limit access by the ordinary people to the constitutional court. There is now what is called a, a new phenomenon developed called direct access. If you want to have direct access to the constitutional court, you have to make an elaborate uh, application uh, before the chief justice. And these are obstacles that are being put um, in the way of the constitution. And the lesson is that the, 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 the constitution can never be correctly implemented by the current regime. We really need a change in government to have that constitution put into effect. You lost uh, your seat as a, a sitting member of parliament in the process of uh, putting this new constitution together. From what you tell me, there's a lot of work for opposition parties and indeed ordinary South African, uh, ordinary Zimbabweans at least, to do to try and get the best out of this constitution. Uh, so personally speaking, you know, looking ahead the next few years, what do you hope to be in, involved in doing? Well, currently I am uh, involved in a program for electoral reforms, uh, putting together the electoral reforms in Zimbabwe. Uh, these reforms are designed to ensure th- uh, three things in, in the election, uh, to guarantee the secrecy of the vote, the security of the vote, and the security of the voter. Uh, and uh, I've been uh, spearheading a program called the National Elect- Electoral Reform Agenda, uh, which is made up of uh, 18 political parties uh, in Zimbabwe, opposition political parties. Uh, that uh, program is, is, is going on very well. Um, we are engaging government. We are also engaged in demonstrations to push for electoral reform. I hope to be a member of parliament once again, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to win. Um, I hope one day to be a minister in the in the government um, and just make a difference for my people. Uh, uh, currently, I am the shadow minister uh, of uh, of of um, uh, parliamentary and legal affairs, um, justice, legal and parliamentary affairs uh, for the MDC. I hope to be the substantive minister uh, in the next government uh, if I'm lucky. Don't forget us uh, when you are the are the, the the minister. We'll be calling you for comments, I'm sure. And then you then we'll be putting you in the spotlight. Thank you very much uh, for popping in and uh, sharing your your inspiring and uh, frightening story. Thank you. Thank you so much.